Welcome again to the Making Disciples Every Day podcast here with Brentwood Baptist Church. I'm Paul Wilkinson with the Brentwood campus. Uh, flying solo today, Jason Dukes is not here, but is here in spirit, by which I mean left a list of things for me to talk about with our guest today, uh, Pastor Mike Glenn, which we might touch a little bit on, but maybe not so much. Uh, just real excited today to talk to Mike about First, what does future church mean in the nature of, um, I guess, the, the core assumptions of our culture and how the church relates to that? And then secondly, about an exciting sermon series we have coming up called True North, where we're really going to get into some um, deep, nitty-gritty, rubber-meets-the-road kind of ethical and cultural discussions, race, politics, sexuality, and technology. So really looking forward to the conversation. So we talk a lot or have been talking a lot about future church here. Um, future church is rapidly becoming the present church, That's or right. I guess maybe yeah. the other way around. <laughs> so how would you give, or let's say if anybody in our congregation wandered in your office and said, what do you mean? What's future church? Uh, how do I know when we get there? Uh, the, the future church is a realization that um, the, the church in North America is no longer dealing from the center of culture. Uh, we we are used to growing up with the Bible Belt and certain things like that, with certain with everybody understanding Judeo Christian principles or Judeo Christian basics or uh, or the worldview. Now we are in a distinct minority. Now the real difference here is uh, talking about future church begins with uh, a little honesty, in that we've always claimed to have millions of members and millions of committed Christians and anybody worth their salt that followed trends and knew at that, least 16 million yeah, for the knew, SBCers. Knew, <laughs> knew that was never right. Uh, so I think what actually is happening is that is that everybody in the conversation is becoming honest. Mm. Uh, people who, who are casual believers are saying, you know, I'm not really sure I'm committed or if I know this. And so if you want me to check this on this survey, I'm not sure I can do that. Mm. Uh, and so for, for me, it's a healthy beginning of, okay, now everybody knows where yeah. they are and everybody feels good about that. Uh, the idea that we can sit, we can put a church anywhere and because you build it, they will come you know, the field of dreams theology. Mm. And that's not true. Uh, we live in a, we live in a time where, uh, you can't assume church attendance. Mm. People are not going to give that to you. Yeah. And so you have to be much more, um, uh, aggressive in establishing the relationship outside the church that leads to a gospel conversation that will then lead to an involvement in, in a, uh, a Christ centered community. Mm. And and it may or may not be First Baptist Church downtown. It may be uh, a friend's house in a neighborhood where 20 of us get together and, and, and do church together. That's right. And I hear what you mean when you say it's getting healthy. Uh, coming off sabbatical a couple of years ago, you, because I don't, I don't earn one yet. I'm still, still too new for <laughs> You're this. You're still a rookie. Uh, or maybe I'm too uh, indispensable. You won't let me leave. <clears throat> Definitely the former. But you came back and you said to me, I said, what would you learn on sabbatical? You said, we need to remember or learn what the early church knew. Right. And it was this idea that they weren't um, they weren't accepted in the temple in the broadest sense of they were purely mm -hmm. Jewish now mm -hmm. because they had recognized Messiah and followed Messiah. So they had to recognize themselves as the ecclesia, the sent out ones. They were the church. So right. the goal was to let's get these unbelievers to our people right. because that's who the church is. That's and right. I, I think I hear some of that in what you're yeah. saying. 
And and the idea that we can hire enough ministers mm. to do everything we need to do. Uh, my goal is to get is to get every member of Brentwood Baptist Church to be able to walk to the end of their driveway, look up and down the road, if they realize they're the Christian on the street, that they'll mm. know what to do next. Mm. And they'll know how to establish the church on that street and that community uh, and in their neighborhoods. Yeah. One of your best lines is the first Reformation gave the scripture back to the people. Second Reformation, Reformation is giving the ministry back. Giving the, the ministry back. And so what would that look like? What would be like, maybe we don't need to go through the whole encompassing, here's the first dozen things you do, but maybe yeah. what's the very first step you do when our one of our members gets to the end of their driveway? Uh, the first is to train them. I mean, mm. we forget uh, that Jesus trained the disciples three years. Mm. Uh, before he sent them out on the mission. Now, there were short-term missions where he'd send them right. out and bring them back, send them out and bring them back. But he and trained, even that, in some sense, was go ahead of me and prepare for me to get there. That's exactly right. Mm. And But but there was also something like, hey, when we were out there, we saw this and, mm. and that kind of stuff. So there's always training going on. Um, I, I think most of our, fo- uh, of our friends, our members, walk to the edge of the driveway. They know there's a problem, mm. but they don't know what to do next. Yeah. And so it, it's it's a uh, a process of hey, here's what you do. One, you begin praying. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a battle of of, of spiritual warfare, and uh, and and you can't fight it, uh, much less win it any yeah. other way than than through aligning yourself with with the work of, of God's Spirit in in and around you and and your neighborhood. Uh, begin to prayer walk your neighborhood. Look for mm. those opportunities where yeah. people will allow you to begin the conversation. Yeah. Spirit open your the eyes. Spirit open the eyes and, uh, and and open the conversation. There are people all up and down your street who are dealing with all kinds of things and they don't know what to do next either. Yeah. And, and then we will train them in how uh, you'll bring scripture into that, how you bring them into your home. Hospitality is the new evangelism. Uh, of uh, come to my home and, and let's get to know each other and and, uh, yeah. and, and, and and let's be friends and and, uh, and and start from there and and from that the conversation the the, the Jesus conversation will naturally come up that's right uh, yep. and it will be it will be as natural as hey uh, and, and I, I don't mean to be, uh, to to belittle the conversation but uh, you know, you and I talk about South Carolina. Uh, I, you know, I was there a long time, so there's places we talk about. There's, uh, you know, your your family brought me a boatload of a, a bag load of peaches, and you know, and yeah, those are South off. Carolina peaches, man. There, and so we, we'll talk about peaches and how we do stuff. But it's just real easy. It's just yeah. natural because it's part. Of, it's deep in our experience. Yeah. And I think most people are are afraid that they're going to have some kind of Jesus conversation and they're going to fail. Yeah, right. And I'm not yes. going to say the words right, or I'm yeah. not going to get the theology exactly right. Uh, and 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 Jesus dealt with a lot of people with with lousy theology oh, yeah. and uh, or, or imperfect theology. You know, the woman who who grabbed the the, the bottom of his robe, the end Ooh. of his robe. Yeah. You know yeah. that that's almost magical thinking. It is. Uh, but yet Jesus yeah. responded. But if you're being honest, here's here's what I have found out. Uh, about Jesus in my own life. Here's who he is to me. This is when I, I found out when I follow his teachings. Yeah. Uh, then that's going to be a powerful, powerful moment. Yeah, and it really doesn't have to be all that complicated. No. You may be sitting down at a meal with somebody uh, that you've invited into your home and they ask you how your week went. That's right. And you say, man, I had a really tough time at work. X, Y, and Z happened. But Sunday morning, 
uh, preacher talked about or in my home group Sunday night, we talked about this thing and it yeah. really helped me focus on it. That's right. And you've just segued naturally because mm-hmm. here's what I do. I go to groups. That's um, right. And, and it helped me deal with this thing. So it's not, it doesn't have to be quite as, uh, oh, I don't know if I can say this. They might steal my degree. It doesn't have to always be that <laughs> massive philosophical, the most profound truth in the world. It can be a simple expression of Jesus's work in your life. You're right. Those, That's what's got the power. Those conversations will come, but they come way, way down, down the road, yep. way down the road. Yep. Uh, yep. When somebody is taking their, their faith to a really, really deep level and they want to yep. They want to make sure their worldview totally aligns and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But most of us are just trying to make it to Thursday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you say, what did I go to school for 10 years yeah, for? That's right. Yeah. I could answer this one better yeah. uh, uh, before I went. Well, it, it, you went to school 10 years so you could you could understand the deep and rich things and be able to express them simply. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. But people want the interface. People right. want the interface. Of the My life ain't so different than yours and yours uh, where Christ shows up in it. And they want to, you know, it, it's like, it, it's, uh, you know, you can always get on the internet and see customer reviews. <laughs> yeah. And and people will click down those things to see what happened when so-and-so right. went to the store and went went to this person and all that. I think a lot of folks want to hear a customer review mm-hmm. about Jesus and faith and what sure. it means yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to work Give in me a peek at what I might be committing. Yeah. Are you giving yeah. me, are you giving Jesus a five-star review? If so, why? Yeah. yeah. And I think you touched on something else in the midst of all that is this proper theology of missions. Maybe that's what 10 years of school is for. But uh, the Bible's clear. God is the heart changer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul says in the debate, you know, my Paul's disciple, Jesus is Apollos is in Corinthians. Paul says, we plant, we water, God gives the growth. That's right. So we have the divine side, so to speak, does the heart changing in the first place then does the converting, and then does the growing. Right. We literally just show up and plant and water, mm-hmm. which just means being faithful to your testimony, being faithful to the simple gospel. And being, That's really and being it. open to the moment. Open to the moment. This may be a moment. You got it. Uh, now. And, and, and planting a seed, you don't think you've done a whole lot. Right. I mean, you got this no. little bit of seed, you mash it down into the dirt, and that's pretty and much it. And then you it. cover it. It just looks, <laughs> yeah. looks like it did before you got yeah, there. Yeah, you don't need don't, not yeah. change. Next thing you know, a month later, you got yeah. to plant maybe some food one day. Uh, my food dies, but somebody obviously knows how to do it. So a good segue, though, into our next series coming up called the True North Series, because mm-hmm. that's going to bring up a lot of issues that culture is wrestling with right, right. now. A lot of conversation starters and conversation dealing withers within this series. Can you give us a general overview of what's, what's even meant by True North and what uh, our folks should expect? Well, the, uh, uh, the the title of the sermon comes from the magnetic north and the true north are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that if you use a compass, it will go to the magnetic north. And it will be close, but it won't yeah. be true north. And, and to really set your bearings, you have to know true north. So what we're trying to do is find those scriptural teachings that apply the true north teaching to these various things. It's not a matter of opinion or what anybody feels. This is what the scripture teaches about the the foundational doctrines that then apply to this issue the culture is talking about. Yeah, I see one uh, one description is that we're looking for a compass, not a map. Yeah, because we're literally off the map now. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a good book out called Canoeing the Mountain, yeah. and uh, the, uh, the the writer. Uh, Todd Bolsinger uses uh, Lewis and Clark as the kind of the metaphor. And uh, the uh, the turning point of the book is when Lewis and Clark realize that their maps are wrong mm-hmm. and that they're past in where anybody else has right. been and, where and the nobody else understands now. it. Mm-hmm. So how do you lead when you're off the map? 
And his point is that we have been trained as Christian leaders. We have been trained for a world that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. We're literally off the map. Yeah. And, uh, and we're having to, to do that. And the big thing is you have to know direction uh, yeah. more than you do what uh, a map because the map's not going to help you. And it goes back to what you opened with right. is that the core assumptions are not, uh, well, I'll say one core assumption is God exists, but it's not necessarily Jesus right. uh, is who we have in mind as the fullest expression of God anymore. So the map that we can assume so much right. is just wrong. Now, um, I would just say from an apologetic standpoint, I think the last study I said, 95% last study I read, are people are still supernaturalists, right. still believe in a higher power, but there's no agreement upon, and there's probably an agreement that we cannot know which one is actually true. Right. That, it, that There's something out there, but yeah. we, we won't be able to figure so it out. So very simple truths like... God is personal is mm-hmm. a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the 10 years. Why study 10 years? Um, <laughs> can you share simply that you know God personally with right. someone? That's a that's a big step for right. the pantheist or the uh, general world. Yeah, and, and we're, we're poking fun at your, at your 10-year degree. But the reality is once you start following Christ, he is so fascinated yeah. that you spend the rest you of do. your life. And it, it really uh, intri- it just took intrigued. me. It took me that long to know I didn't know anything. Yes, right. <laughs> Some people can figure it out in two years, six years. It took me ten to say, "Man, you're you're ignorant here. Just get get out of the way and, and watch the spirit go." So some of the topics that we're going to tackle. Um, this is not uh, not for the faint at heart, so to speak. We're going to open up with a general introduction to where we stand now, but then we're going to deal with at least four major topics. Right. Race relations, mm-hmm. uh, politics, the Christian in politics, sexuality. Uh, both dealing with gender and with uh, just human sexuality and relationship to one another, and then technology. Mm -hmm. So race, politics, sexuality, and technology. Yeah, not that it just ever comes up in real life. No, 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 no. (laughs) Every news channel, every day, every every ad that goes across my screen, I can tie into one of those. Uh, What what are some of your your big hopes for this? Uh, Well, one is we're praying that we will give our folks enough uh, enough handles or tools that they'll be able to begin to think Christianly yeah. in a Christ-like yeah. manner about these issues. When you see these issues uh, debated in the public square, it's emotion, it's uh, experience. Here's what happened Ooh, when I when yeah. I did this, or it is um, some psychological or sociological study. Right, and, and you know, you, you and I talk. Uh, research and all that all the time. I'm a big fan of science and 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 all of that. But mo- and, and if you follow studies, all most of them have an agenda somewhere. If you sure. push, if you push the foot everybody's note, got a worldview. If you yeah. if you push the footnote yep. back, yep. <laughs> so what you know you find out. Okay, this is not totally on the up and up uh, on that. But there are some nice things to to, to learn in the process. But what we're hoping is listen. Uh, from the very beginning, Christ has, has laid out, uh, the Father has laid out a proper way to understand all that is important in life. Yeah. Now, the, he gave us the basics, and he gave us a lot of freedom Yeah, uh, right. and, and how you want to respond to certain things. But uh, we're now to the point, say with technology, that we are smarter than we are wise. Yep. We can do things now. Uh, we can design a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, is that wise? How we don't we have no <laughs> right. understanding right. of the implications yeah. 
of some of the decisions that we're making now. Yeah. No, I think about it. Um, my three-year-old nephew, when he boots up, loads an app on his iPad and plays a game. Right. That in some ways he knows more facts, he knows more stuff than like Plato yeah, ever right. knew. Yeah, he, he's smarter right. in that sense, but certainly he doesn't apply it very well because they just do nonsense <laughs> on it and maybe eventually chew on it by the end of by the end of the game. And you know, you know pushing that. What does it mean now that that application knows your, yeah. your three year old uh, <laughs> right. nephew yeah. and has has yeah. started tracking his data? Uh, and what does that mean for uh, a parent of a teenager, you know, when do you mm. give your child a phone? Yeah. And and how do you keep, uh, you know, it, it, I, I joke with my boys, when I was growing up, uh, all the bad things were on the other side of town. Yeah. And there was no reason to be on the other side of town except for bad things. And so the whole adventure when you were a teenager was get over to the other side of town <laughs> and get right. back without somebody seeing yep. you. Now it's a uh, a wrong keystroke. Yeah, it comes to get you, and it comes to get you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like, and it's something I've heard you talk about more and more recently, is that you you've continually hinted at this idea and mentioned it today. Um, how to think about these things? Yes, not necessarily what explicitly to think. I think that's what you mean by the freedom, right? But the tools and the assumptions that go into how a biblical worldview informs these right. issues. Well, talk a little bit about thinking. Okay, let's. Um, Let's understand that for the Christ follower, the only thing that matters is how can I become more like Christ? How can I grow closer to Christ? Anything that hinders that is a no. Mm. Anything that helps that is a yes. So I have friends who have taken extreme positions on technology on either side. Both are biblical and both are faithful. Uh, I have friends who say, I got on Twitter, I got on Facebook, I got on... It was unhealthy for me. Mm. I didn't like getting caught up in that. I didn't like the way I was thinking. I didn't like what it did to me. So I do not have anything to do with social media. I understand that. I've got another friend who will say, it's where the conversation of the world (laughs) is happening, and I've got to be in the middle of it. And and (laughs) I've got to be... So that is also a biblical thing. So there's no 11th commandment that says, thou shalt not do technology or right. how shall, you know, <laughs> right. there's not, it is, does this help me? Yeah. Because if it doesn't, then you don't do it. Right. And you have the freedom to say yes or no. Yeah. But you also have the responsibility to say yes or no. And that's, that, that gets burdensome at times trying to figure that out. It is burdensome and it's a big, big responsibility yeah. and it's a responsibility. I don't think we can outsource Mm-mm. anymore. No, there's no, there's no expert to tell you what will work for you. You have to figure that out for yeah. yourself. And that comes with you and small group community, and small group community friends who devotional know you time, stuff. and um, and your own, and and the process of making the decision is also part of your discipling. Yes, yep. You know the whole thing of the, of making the decision and how you end up to it is uh, you can come to the right decision and do it all wrong. Yeah, you know, kind of like math. <laughs> <laughs> I got the right answer. Well, no, you got to no, work I, the problem. I see that a lot as my wife is grading the papers as yeah. a math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so it brings up another idea that uh, we've talked about before that I found interested in and I think will be helpful for our people is this idea of biblical salvation is really a three-part deal. Yeah. Um, we have sort of conflated it into just the justification moment, which is an instance in which you're now declared righteous before the mm-hmm. Father in light of the Son's sacrifice right. and the Spirit's conversion in your life. 
we await and hope for our glorification, our mm-hmm. resurrection into physical glorified bodies like Jesus had. But there's this huge yeah, middle that, that, that sanctifi- jump, sanctification yeah. part. All right. uh, talk a little bit about how you think that relates to this True North series. Um, I think most Southern Baptists have forgotten that that being born again is just that. Yeah, Being born again. It is the starting place. And now that you're born again, you have to grow again. Mm. And it is the Father's will that you continue to grow more and more into the fullness of who he created you to be and more and more into the likeness of of his son, Jesus. And part of that is the ability to rightly understand who you are, who God is, and what's going on in the world around you. Uh, If you are raising uh, children uh, when it's appropriate, you put them in situations where they have to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And that's part of the test. On the job. Are you are you yeah. paying attention enough? Are you mature enough now to figure this thing out? Do yeah. you know? And and I think one of the things that we forget is that Jesus does test us. Oh yeah. There are times, okay, we've been talking about this, now let's see how well you've learned. Uh and it's also that you become more and more into like now we always translate this negatively, and I right. don't know why that um that Jesus is still working on me and he's still got some stuff and, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a burden. It'd be weird if you, if you already made it. Yeah. <laughs> and one, it'd be weird. But the other thing is, is that everything he does is for our best. Yeah. And that if he's calling on you or demanding that you give up something, in the long run, it is right. for the best to the point that you won't even recognize it as a sacrifice yeah. uh, anymore. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things uh, for me when I deal with young people is uh, a they want really specifics about their life, which again right. I can't give you because I didn't create you. I'm not omniscient. I can just tell you generally. Holy Spirit knows. Let me mm-hmm. help you get in touch. Uh, let me let me help you get in touch uh, with, with the Holy Spirit here. Uh, but in the more general sense, um, as we're thinking about sanctification, it's the idea that, or I guess I, I'm thinking of the Pauline, you know, three part form, transform, and conform, right. uh, and into the image of Christ. That, of course, you hate lots of things that you're going to love later. It's one of the hardest things for, I think, unbelievers and new Christians to understand. Of course, you you don't want to give up certain things now. Right. But as you are formed, transformed, and conformed into Christ, in 10 years, you're going to hate all that stuff. Yeah. You're it's not like, going to want it. It's like, you know, when you start uh, when you start trying to eat healthy, and, uh, and they've got all this long list of things you can't eat. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's everything you like. Right. You know, and yep. so, or, or if my dad said, if you, ta- if you put it in your mouth and it tastes good, spit it out. Spit it out. That it's not good for you. But once you, de- you retrain your taste buds, yeah. then the other stuff is too yeah. sweet or it's too whatever. And it's like you don't, you don't like what you, you don't even like what you used to love. Exactly. Yeah. Your affections so, yeah, change. Right. Your heart gets more like God. So the great theologian, Doc Emmett Brown, Back to the Future, said, think fourth dimensionally. <laughs> Fourth dimensionally, you're going to hate it one day. Uh, just trust Jesus now. A uh, good conversation. I'm really excited about the True North series. It's going to get gonna messy. We're getting into ethics. We're getting into the interface of culture. The rubber's meeting the road yeah. here, our theology and life. So it's going to be messy. Um, any any last thoughts or warnings or uh, uh, encouragements no, to our other, people? Other than um, I think... It's not as easy as we're not going to give you one size fits all, yeah. Because that that's not the that's not the point of it. Nor do I think that's healthy or right. Right. Uh, I think we want to give you healthy ways to think about it for your own life. Yeah. And uh, and then let's see what Jesus will do in and through you. That's good. So these topics are pervasive that we're going to be diving into. 
again, uh, the title of this podcast is how to make disciples or making disciples every day. And every day we're confronted with these issues. Right. So let's get let's get the basic assumptions right. Make space for the Holy Spirit in our lives to to lead us forward to be more like Christ. Thanks for your Looking time. Do it as always. Thank you.